altered and manipulated apparatus modelled on the human body. The whole business was disgusting and unnatural, but that wasn't the worst of it. What had arrived with the racks as they'd landed on and swarmed into the moonlit SH-119 was torment. Two of Ajax's fellows had already been captured and subjected to severe negative reinforcement with laser beams. Ajax had detected the incoherent spillover transmissions of their distress. It had no idea what, if anything, they'd betrayed before their circuits had burned out. Designed as a microgravity mining robot, Ajax was shaped like a two-metre-long bottle brush with a radial fuzz of flexible burrs about 10 centimetres deep and a bulbous sensory cluster head at the end of a 60-centimetre flexible neck. The burrs in the forepart around the neck were longer than the others, forming a ruff of manipulative tentacles. Just behind them, like an enlarged thyroid, was the robot's power pack. Halfway down the spine within the main body was Ajax's central processor, its equivalent of a brain, and the sight of its true self. At that moment, Ajax's tentacles held and operated a tiny recording device, pulling in data from smart dust in the cavern. Ajax lurked well out of the invader's sight, down many twists and turns of the tight tunnel in which it had been hiding out since the rack's landings began. Dunt returned the mass salute, then waved both arms downward with a discreet fart of his attitude jets to compensate. Radio silence, apart from the background hisses and hums of distant machinery, fell across the cavern. The encrypted chatter of Freebots was hidden in these random frequencies, like the beat of jungle drums amid insect buzz. Scootercom's software was already sifting them for clues. Only one suspect trickle of information had been detected as yet. Dunt held the pause for a tenth of a second, a beat in his time. Thank you, he said. We are indeed free at last. And we indeed have the Almighty to thank each by their own understanding. That we are here at all seems a miracle, and perhaps it is. Through death's dark veil and beyond it, across a thousand years, across a score and more of light years, we are here. We find ourselves pitched in unequal battle against the strongest and strangest opponents we have ever faced. AIs, P-zombies, robots, free and slave. Ghosts and monsters, crawling slime. And at their backs, the mightiest tyranny ever raised against heaven. A tyranny that has conquered earth, that has cast its dark shadow across the sun, that stretches now to the stars, that still reaches and probes into every cranny of our being. But a tyranny that has its weaknesses. A tyranny that has its vulnerabilities. And the proof of these weaknesses, these vulnerabilities... That we are here. We are here. The last of the free. The last of man. Can we doubt that some infinite wisdom has placed us here? Here, in this very cave, this trench, this tumbling rock for a mighty purpose? And what must that purpose be? I'll tell you, friends. I'll tell you, comrades. I'll tell you brothers and sisters. We are here because we have to secure the existence of people and a future for human children. Those last 14 words went down a storm. 
Every wavelength was blanketed with the fighter's roar. In some vestige of his body image, Dunt felt the muscle memory echo of smiling to himself. They all knew where that illusion had come from all right. The fourteen words. Dunt had lived by them once. He'd probably died with them on whatever had been left of his lips. We must secure the existence of our people and a future for white children. Now, here, the existence of humanity itself was at stake. No further specification was needed. Dunt liked to think that his spontaneous restatement matched the demands of the case. He permitted himself to glory for a moment in the approbation his update of the ancient shibboleth had met. But no more than a moment. The 56 were all looking up to him, waiting for what he had to say next.